0: It's time for my one, two, three cents of a podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the
1: hell yeah!
0: Now, here's your host.
1: The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of
0: mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash strideprowrestling and get enrolled now. Hey, friends, welcome to episode 366 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. We will be talking movie mania in just a few minutes. I do want to remind you, though, uh, the best way to support the podcast is by going onto your podcasting app and leaving a review. And let me know what you think of the ideas and the concepts that we're doing here with the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I'd also encourage you to check out the YouTube channel, I'm doing some new things over there. Just trying to get some different content on as many different platforms as possible and and your input would be greatly appreciated. I also would like to remind you of the My123Cents Stride Pro Wrestling action figure drive. We've got some great things going on with that. So be sure uh, to check out the My123Cents Facebook page and other social media platforms and stay up to date with that. And uh, if you can donate, that would be awesome. And if you can't donate, share this information with someone and uh, they may be able to help out as well. But as promised, uh, my guest co-host once again this week for Movie Mania, as always, is Chad Smart. And Chad, welcome to the podcast. How are things going, man?
1: Things are going okay. You know, it's been a while since I've been on the show. What's it been, like two weeks, three weeks?
0: I think it was two weeks ago. And honestly, I don't even remember what we talked about.
1: Uh, We talked about family names.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. Which I think we can build off of and and continue to uh, grow and develop that and we're recording full disclosure. We are recording this, uh, the weekend of survivor series 2021. And, um, you know, I was talking about the YouTube channel and, and some things that I'm doing over there. And I, the latest video I dropped is it's called, give me a minute. And I literally take a minute or less to kind of make an argument for something that I am in support of with pro wrestling. And I, I want to get your take on it. Um, and that is the survivor series. You know, I miss 1987 to about 1991, where we had, Nothing but the elimination matches. Now, of course, in 91, they threw in the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. But, you know, you had all your champions in these Survivor Series elimination style matches. And I loved it. I thought it made everything different than what we were typically seeing. And I think it could still work today. But I do think sometimes when they have these big matches, these big multi-men matches or multi-women matches on Raw and SmackDown, it kind of takes away from that Survivor Series vibe. So... Are you pro Survivor Series? I know it's been somewhat of a uh, talking point for some folks and some podcasters who don't like the concept, the original concept either. So where do you stand on all of it?
1: I'm kind of in the middle. I I like the uniqueness of the concept of the pay-per-view as it originally was, but you know there are times where some of those matches would go 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. and you know, maybe not the guys that you want to watch for 30 to 40 minutes or in those matches. And so, you know, but I think if you do good, you know, I think now with the roster that they have, probably you can make the matches a little bit more entertaining than in those early days, you know, because wrestling has evolved, um, from what it was in the early day, you know, when, you know, when a body slam or, uh, when a DDT could, uh, could finish a match and now right. is a transition move, you know, so you have more excitement there, but I, I mean the way WWE is going this year, survivor series is just going to be who's left on the roster.
0: So right? Who, who's going <laughs> to be
1: the last one to survive the roster cuts. So, uh, my cheap dig at WWE. Um, yeah, I, with, I am with, I, think they should go back to the five on five teams. To try to sp- strive to survive concept just because it makes it unique i don't like the raw versus smackdown Mm -hmm. angle because and i know they haven't played it up much this this year but normally it's like oh brand loyalty and it's like well guys just got drafted three weeks ago why do they have brand loyalty right and it's not like two actually warring you know faction it was isn't like a wcw versus wwe type situation it's the two companies own or two brands owned by the same company. You know, your paycheck is coming from the same place, so it's yeah. not like
0: it's one yeah. signature.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I know. Like, uh, I think they're doing the storyline with Adam Pierce, where he wants like one team to win, and it's like, why you run both shows? You know, even if they yeah. did like had the GM of Raw and the GM <laughs> of SmackDown talking and making bets, would be different. But when you got the same GMs on both shows. Right. Where really, what really are the stakes of Survivor Series?
0: Yeah. I, no, I, I 100% agree. Um, and, and, you know, the other part of the Survivor Series that, and the reason why I wanted to do a film with Dwayne the Rock Johnson is because this year or this uh, month actually marks uh, Rocky Maivia's 25 year anniversary, his debut at the Survivor Series 1996. I remember watching that card and I don't remember and I'm, I'm guessing there were vignettes leading up to Rocky Maivia's debut. Um, of course, I remember watching Rocky Johnson, the Rock's father, wrestle and, and team with Tony Atlas and, and they were tag team champions in WWE. Um, actually, they were the first set of tag team champions that I remember as a wrestling fan Uh, you know that's when my fandom was really kind of getting kicked off and getting started and then they losing them to Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis Um, so I knew who Rocky Johnson was I did not you know other than reading about Peter Myvy I didn't know who he was I never saw him actually wrestle I think he had passed away before I started watching so what are your memories of Rocky Maivia, you know, that build up and, and his debut. Uh, were you watching Survivor Series Live back then, or how are you consuming your wrestling?
1: Uh, I would not have been watching live. I think, no, because I would have been in college and the Attitude Era hadn't officially kicked in yet, so we weren't getting together to watch weekly. Pay- so it was basically um, old you know uh internet pages that would do live reports i would just be sitting and refreshing or or going in after the show was over and seeing what had happened and yeah i'm trying to think i know rocky mayavia's debut was heavily hyped and i can remember the hype but i can't remember if they ever showed any vignettes or how they if he just came out and yeah i guess you know now we can go on the cock and find out and just uh you know, watch the raws leading up to survivor series 96. But, um, yeah, that's an interesting thing to mention. Cause I don't remember anything about him before coming out with the Gia pet hair and the streamer attire and, yeah. you know, not really getting the grand reception that I think they were expecting to get.
0: Yeah. And you know, 25 years ago, of course it was, it was rocks debut. Um, Thirty-one years ago, it was the Undertaker, and I think we kind of analyzed that last year. Um, both of us, you know, when when uh, Undertaker's debut, we're both still in high school and never dreamed that thirty years later he would still be wrestling, and we would be talking about that. Um, and I think something similar could be said about uh, about The Rock, about Rocky Maivia. I I thought the the look and the gimmick, you know. I thought it was kind of dumb quite honestly I I liked the idea of incorporating and this kind of ties back to the last conversation that we had together on this podcast of of that family name you know was it too cheesy was it too over the top you know should he have just come out and wrestled as uh, Rocky Johnson Jr or you know I I, I don't know Uh, obviously the the Rocky Maivia thing didn't work and and he picked up the Rock moniker not too long after that. Um, but, you know, there were so many other wrestlers who also wrestled, you know, Don Morocco was known as The Rock. Ole Anderson, uh, back in the late 80s, was known as uh, The Rock. So it, it was interesting to see kind of how WWE embraced that name for him. And it really, I think his charisma plus, you know, a bit because let's face it, nowadays, Rocky Mayavia would have been released 60 days from now, I think. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't have gotten a chance because the fans kind of crapped on him there in the beginning, and they stayed the course with him, to their credit or to his credit for staying persistent. I don't know who gets the credit, but in today's environment, he wouldn't have stood a chance, I don't think.
1: Oh, I don't – I mean, we've talked about that before
0: off the air. You know, I don't
1: think he would have been lasted. I don't think Ringmaster – Steve Austin would have stuck around long enough to be Stone Cold. Um, you know, would mankind have stuck around after the initial feud with with Undertaker? I, you know, it's very interesting to see how quickly either they give up or they just can't figure out what's going on. And you know, we I made a comment about the roster cuts earlier, and and I don't know. WWE's business dealings, I know a lot of people get upset and like, oh, they're citing budget cuts, but they're making all this money. But to me, those two things don't necessarily go hand in hand. Like just because you're making money doesn't mean you don't have other business expenses that you want to try to reduce, you know, or, um, you know, you're making budget cuts because and, and this is WWE's fault in my eyes is they don't utilize the roster properly. So they have a lot of guys that you know are taking up time. And and who knows, there could be other things going, but it's just uh interesting that they don't that I think the creative aspect of the team should be getting cuts more than the roster because right. the roster is only doing what they're being asked to do. And if you give them bad storylines or you know it, I mean, the biggest thing for me is the amount of repeats. Like, you can watch one show after a pay-per-view and then not watch the next show until after the next pay-per-view, and you don't really miss anything. You're getting the same thing week after week. I think the booking is a bigger issue. But, you know, I, and to Rocky, you know, Rocky Maivia's extent, is it wasn't until he really joined Nation of domination and um, got to, you know, really focus in on the, the rock persona, mm-hmm. you know, and had he not done that, you know, where would he ended up?
0: Right. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. And I think, you know, obviously I think the rock uh, is probably one of the most charismatic superstars in the history of the business he was given those opportunities to let that shine through. And then he was one of those guys that everybody dumped on and hated. And then when he turned bad, finally, he became cool. And yeah. I don't know if that was the intention or not, but you know, it it was the violation of all of, 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 the old school wrestling 101 where, you know, you're not supposed to be a cool heel, but he certainly was. And I think even 25 years later, I, you know, if there was one person in the world of wrestling that I would want to hang out with for the day, it would be Dwayne Johnson. Because I think he is one of those guys that just really, uh, I don't know, he just is, has that cool factor to me that I would want to be around and be in his circle and and hang out with him. Because I think everything, or not everything, but a lot of the things he touches seemingly uh, turns to gold or at least is, is uh, you know, Kind of that popular in the now moment kind of thing too. So, uh, you know, and and he's just one of those guys I I would really uh, want to hang out with. I guess mm-hmm. probably gushing yeah. a little too much here. So, <laughs> getting well, on.
1: It's, it, it's interesting because I remember going to a WWE house show in Springfield, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, the day that they did the press conference in New York for WrestleMania fourteen, where. Stone Cold was going to face Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. And so the house show did not have Shawn Michaels. It didn't have Austin. It didn't have Triple H because they were all in in New York. And and this is when Rocky was part of the nation of domination. And the parking lot of the arena in Springfield is not underground. It's not blocked off. So fans were hanging out in the parking lot. And my cousin and um, our siblings were there as well. And so we're just going around as people pulled in, trying to get autographs and whatnot. And I remember my cousin coming over to me and he's like, oh, the nation just showed up. And some kid asked Rocky for his autograph and Rocky told him to F off. Oh, wow. And, and just walked on and laughed and walked on. And, I, and that always stayed with me. And it just irked me the wrong way because I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your character is. You know, you don't say that to a fan. You can politely decline or maybe more in character, um, say it doesn't matter that you want an autograph. The Rock doesn't sign for Rudy Pooh, you know, jabronis, whatever. Um, But that story goes against every other story that I've ever heard of Dwayne Johnson. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't know like did my cousin just mishear him did was it just a bad day for the rock or was he trying to be funny like i don't know it's but but yeah i think the rock you know and kind of jumping ahead to our discussion on his acting it's i I think he one of the best traits about him is he doesn't seem to take himself too serious and Mm -hmm. he can be self-deprecating and he can admit you know oh yeah the fanny pack stash Photo is not a good look. Yeah, um, you know he, he can he can make fun of himself, so I think that helps keep him uh, likable to the fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it, you know he did. Uh, it, it had popped up on Instagram or Twitter. It was on social media a couple months ago now, but I guess there was a tour bus mm-hmm. going around, and it was right outside. I, I believe it was his house, um, and he actually stopped and and let everybody take You know he. <laughs> He gave them that opportunity where sometimes I think celebrities are a little too, you know, Oh, leave me alone or whatever. And I think maybe the fact that some of these wrestlers who become, uh, you know, Hollywood stars, they Mm -hmm. remember those humble beginnings of being a wrestler and, you know, having those connections with the fans because a lot, you know, especially in the, in the indie scene where Mm -hmm. I know Cena and, 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 and rock at some point did a little bit of the, you know, OVW and, and, you know, it's not traditional indie stuff, but Mm -hmm. at least it was some of that. And, you know, we we get those hands-on experiences with the wrestlers or the performers. So maybe that's part of, you know, his humbleness. And, and, you know, he's very candid. And I think we both watched the Young Rock uh, show on NBC and have seen kind of, and I'm sure some of that is a little uh, Hollywood, but also I believe a lot of it is probably... Mm -hmm his real life experiences growing up, uh, poor or, you know, not, uh, as wealthy as you would think the son of a, or the family of a WWE superstar. But, you know, back then, it yeah. wasn't the way it is now where you had guaranteed contracts and, you know, all that kind of stuff too. So, uh, but yeah, yeah well, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. His production company is called seven bucks production because he remembers when that's how much money he had to his name.
0: Yeah. So. It's very cool. It is very, and you know, like we said, transitioning from wrestler and into the, into the Hollywood sphere was nothing new. You know, Dwayne Johnson wasn't the first, but I, I still would argue, and probably don't even have to argue that he is the most successful uh, in that transition. But, you know, we saw Rowdy Roddy Piper, Jesse, the body Ventura, Hulk Hogan, all try to, to make that transition into Hollywood and with varying degrees of success. Um, but I think that you know even Steve Austin had had tried his hand at a few things TV wise and um, I don't know that he did anything on the big screen, but Dwayne Johnson getting that break in I believe it was was it the Mummy returns that he got his kind of his first uh real taste of of acting?
1: Yeah, the Mummy returns he had a small role as the Scorpion King, and then they did. The Scorpion King movie. And uh, I mean, the, the best thing you can say about The Mummy Returns is the CGI Scorpion King at the end looks so realistic that <laughs> people were amazed that Dwayne Johnson really wasn't a scorpion. <laughs> and and if you've not seen it, I am being totally facetious. It looks worse than like a Nintendo-level video game.
0: Really? I, I haven't yeah. seen it. And, and here's the other thing. I love... Dwayne Johnson, uh, like I said, following him on social media, seeing the mm-hmm. things that he does and, and whatnot. But I'm going through his IMDB and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I have not seen a lot of his movies. And, and the movie that we're talking about today is of course, The Rundown, as we mentioned. Um, I, this is one that I had seen before, but it, I, we wa- I think we both rewatched it to uh, mm-hmm. reacquaint ourselves with it before we get too deep into it. One
1: job, I wipe your slate clean. You walk out of this house a free man. How much? 250 large. No problem. He's come to the
0: other side of the world.
1: Is that duct tape? No! Oh!
0: To finish one last job. I'm looking for a man. His name's Travis Walker. Brown hair, face like a weasel. Do I know you? I'm taking you home, Travis. What's in Los Angeles? Your father. You're not done. dog.
1: So angry. Just shut up. If only it were that simple. Apparently, he stumbled onto a trinket of some value in my jungle. Yep. I want it back.
0: Wow. Whatever my father is paying you, I will double it. No. I'll quadruple it. No. I'll double it and quadruple it. Hell no. I hope you enjoy the fall. Now yeah, what fall? Oh, no! Let's
1: go.
0: Heads up. You make a little birdie up there. Cacau, cacau. Shut Got up. Well, you always gotta hit me. We gotta get to this tree. Uh, got it,
1: got I got it, it. got it.
0: Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is he doing? <laughs> Establish <laughs> dominance! Establish dominance!
1: I want hunting parties. Find them. Find them! do not want to fight you. We are not fighting. Okay, hip hop. Don't worry, they're little people. What? You could take them, they're little. Boom,
0: boom, boom, boom. You guys fight hard.
1: I swallow cows. the rundown you got the moves
0: i'll give you that ow where are you on rock films how many do you do you feel like you've seen most of them some of them all of them
1: uh, I'm, I'm going to take a quick look. I have seen most of them. I have, um,
0: I know you said Cruise. Baywatch was off the table for this discussion. So. Oh, oh yeah.
1: Baywatch is horrible. Um, Now have you seen
0: Jungle Cruise yet?
1: Uh, I did see Jungle Cruise in the theater. Um, oh. and it's a great Pirates of the Caribbean version six.
0: Um, Cause we are, so, we are watching Jungle Cruise is going to be our Thanksgiving, uh, night. Uh, movie that we're watching my
1: parents uh, Well, spoiler down. then <laughs> um,
0: yeah my parents are coming down and they've, they've wanted to see it and I, I want to see it too so it's uh, finally free on Disney Plus so we're going to go ahead and, and
1: yeah I mean look looking real quick, quick I think the only rock movies I have not seen are I have not seen the entirety of the fate of the Furious Fast and Furious 8 hmm. um, I don't think you can really count Jim and the Holograms as one of his because he plays himself um and tooth fairy i don't think i've seen, and uh, one of his early ones um southland tales i've not seen but everything else wow. that you start in i 've seen, and uh again i think he's i think he's a good actor because he is willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. in a sense you know he's not like hey i'm the Rock, I have to be the tough guy all the time. He can, you know, uh, one of his standout early roles was in Be Cool, and he totally plays against type in that film. But and so, you know, I think that's interesting looking at his early films, like like The Rundown, and then he did the remake of Walking Tall. And I think had he stuck with those type of action films, and I know he's again the Fast and the Furious movies, Hobbs and Shaw. He, he still does action movies, but I think if he had only done that, I think he would have ended up kind of typecasting himself, kind of like what Steve Austin has done, and we've discussed it on the show before, where I think Austin needed better projects to choose from, to really capture the, the um, person, personality and the persona of Steve Austin. And I think The Rock managed to try different things and do different genres and break out. But, and you saw a little bit that with the rundown where, you know, he, there's a, the fight scene with the guerrilla warfare people where he's, yeah. you know, getting his butt kicked for the first half of the, of the fight. And, you know, had that been Hulk Hogan, he probably would have said like, no brother, I can't, you know, be weak in this scene. I got to, you know, I'm the star. And, yeah. I think the rock understood what what his role was, no pun intended to yeah. know his role and shut his mouth, but um yeah i think I think that is what really uh helped rock become or Dwayne Johnson become one of the biggest superstars i Central Intelligence is another one that yeah, he's playing an action guy, but there's depth to that character um so.
0: I, you know, yeah, you bring up a good point with Hulk Hogan too. And I feel like we, we kind of always kind of go back to this Mm. same kind of theory, but there's something about Dwayne Johnson in a movie when I'm watching it, John Cena's getting there, but he's still kind of, it's like, oh, that's John Cena in this Mm. movie. With Dwayne Johnson, I don't feel that way. I like when I watch a movie with uh, say Bruce Willis or Arnold, Mm. you know, I don't, I don't identify the actor. I get into the character. And I think that that Dwayne has come a long way in, in that, in developing that. And I think it is something that maybe comes over time. Same thing with Batista. I, I don't watch a Batista movie and say, hey, that's Batista.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I saw a trailer for one the other night that I think will add to the queue here eventually too with Batista that I didn't know was out there. That looks pretty funny. Um, but Hulk Hogan, you know, he never changed his look. You know, he had the big bushy mustache mm. and the balding head and i know in the three ninjas movie i think yeah. it was he had the, the 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 toupee or whatever but it's always like okay this is this is hulk hogan in a movie mm-hmm. and the characters never really had that depth like we yeah. talked or like you mentioned uh, with with some of these other films that that dwayne johnson has done so um so the rundown, as we mentioned, is is the film we're going to be talking about, and of course, co-star Sean William Scott from uh, American Pie fame, Christopher Walken is in this, as well as Rosario Dawson. Um, those are probably your four big standouts to me. Um, well,
1: you forgot to mention Nightmare family member Rosario Dawson. Yeah. So there's a wrestling connection there. That That's I,
0: true. Thank yeah. you. I,
1: and you didn't recognize John Grice, the Christopher Walken's henchman.
0: I mean, I, I recognize uh, he's a character actor to me. Like, I wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to call him out by name. He's, I've uh, seen stuff.
1: Yeah, he's Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. That's,
0: yes, yes.
1: He's Laszlo in Real Genius. So he's Wolfman in Monster Squad.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. My apologies to John Grice <laughs> and his legions of fans (laughs) um but yeah so this is this movie comes out a couple years after you know scorpion king and and so Mm -hmm. rock obviously has some some films under his belt i'm looking right now uh at the uh imdb page like i mentioned it was this this was before seven bucks productions
1: i'm guessing yeah i'm guessing i think it's
0: outside of wwe productions though right
1: uh yes I'm thinking it is. I'm thinking he's credited as Dwayne the Rock Johnson or The Rock, and I know that you know if they used the Rock name, they had to pay WWE for licensing. But yeah, I believe this was just a uh, Universal or
0: yeah. I don't see. Say, uh, I don't see a yes,
1: yeah, uh, a Universal film. So yeah, okay. probably would have been before WWE got into the they probably. Well, it says production companies, Columbia Pictures, Universal Pictures, and WWE Studios. But um, I don't know how much WWE was involved at this time or if they were just getting their film division up and running to um, capitalize on the success of The Rock transitioning to, uh, I'm looking it up,
0: Oh, there's Columbia Pictures, Universal Pictures, WWE Studios Mm -hmm. um, under this. So, I I, I guess the storyline, though, is is simple enough. Uh, Rock plays a character named Beck and is kind of a... How would you describe his career path here?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, you broke up. What did you say?
0: Oh, uh, so... You know the, the the character he he plays a guy named Beck who, uh,
1: hmm.
0: I, I I guess I never caught exactly what it is he does. He's kind of a guy that goes out and uh, you know collects things that need to be paid back. Is that the connection here? I mean, what what would you classify him as as a professional?
1: Uh, I would say kind of a bounty hunter. Yeah, it seems. I mean, he's you know when movie starts he's trying to collect a debt by a professional football player and so i think maybe i don't know if bounty hunter is the right word but just collection agency maybe yeah. he's uh you know maybe he just works for the irs i don't know <laughs> uh, and real quick just to go back to what we were just saying the rundown was the first theatrical film released as wwe films so oh. they did have some
0: okay okay
1: involved. yeah co-production okay. involved so um, but yeah, I think he's, he's just a guy who works for some um, probably less than fully legal people to collect debts.
0: Yeah. So and he's so, a debt collector. And so his boss, uh, who is played by William Lucking, who looks familiar, but again, d- didn't really ring any bells um, for me, uh, gives him an assignment of going to the Amazon to collect his son, who is Travis played by again, Sean William Scott Stifler from American Pie fame. Um, But of course, he doesn't want to come and it it, that's where kind of the adventure ensues and, and you get all these hijinks kind of going on in the jungle and and situations that, that come up which obviously are exaggerated for the purposes of the film but what did you think of the basic storyline of, you know, I'm getting paid handsomely, he's going to get quarter million dollars to, to do this job, and then he's going to be free, basically, to have to, to do this, and he can start his passion project of opening a restaurant is, is apparently what he really mm-hmm. wants to do. So, um, you've yeah. got kind of the story of, I don't like doing this, uh, this is my, you know not the best life for me and I, I wanna make myself better and here's a way to do that, but I've gotta do some underhanded things to get there.
1: Yeah, I, no, I think the story was great. I mean, it was fine, you know, it's an action film, so obviously you want, you're, you're going to expect things to not move smoothly and, um, you know, have action elements. Um it was some chases and probably an explosion or two and and whatnot. I, you know, I think the pairing of Dwayne Johnson and Sean William Scott was good casting. I I think they played off each other pretty well. And um and yeah, I think this, you know, for an early Dwayne Johnson film, again, I'm kind of repeating myself, but it seemed like it did um it showed the depth to his um to his skill set of an actor then that he wasn't just playing the rock you know yeah. on the big screen like you were yeah. saying with Hulk Hogan
0: right and you know it, 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 18 year spoiler alert here you know it obviously starts off with this uh you know oppositional uh story of between the two main characters but eventually it turns into a buddy film and you know It's kind of like, uh, even though there is like a lot of action and stuff there, I obviously there's comedic or comedic relief. Is that the right way to say that comedy relief, comedic, comedic relief. So, you know, it's not, even though they're in these situations, you also know, like, for example, with the baboons, you know, that, you know, things are going to be okay. Or, you know, they're, they're, moving on to the next scene or whatever. And then moving on my only, probably my biggest thing. And I think this is just because I'm Mm. becoming old and crotchety is (laughs) an hour and 44 minutes to me was a little long for this film. Yeah. Um, I I think you've talked about it on your other podcasts out of touchstone, you know, to me, 85, 80, 85, 90 minutes is kind of that sweet spot for a film. Um, Mm. Any more than that, you you got to be telling a really really amazing story, okay. as far as I'm concerned.
1: No, I agree with you. Uh, even at one an hour and forty five minutes, I felt this movie was a little long in the tooth. By the time it was over, I'm like, okay, let's just get to where we need to get to, and and I felt like last act once they um, are going head to head with Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that because then you have to tie in the end after the climax and wrap everything up. And it just, yeah, I think you could have probably trimmed a good 10 minutes off of this film easily.
0: And not lost anything either. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. So because you have seen many of, of, of Dwayne's other movies Mm -hmm. to me, you know, obviously this film required it because it's an action film and, and Mm -hmm. he's got to be in those scenes where he is, kicking someone's ass or getting his ass kicked um you know does he see do we see a lot of fight scenes is does he get into fights in like Baywatch which is obviously more set of a, as a comedy um uh, you know and obviously in, in Moana he's not fighting anyone per se but you know is that kind of a trope of of the Dwayne Johnson film or any WWE you know because even in uh, Vacation Friends there were some very minor fight scenes that that John Cena was in, so is it kind of come expected for these big guys to to be involved in some kind of physicality too
1: Oh, I think so. I mean that's what you're looking for um you know these guys too I mean obviously, if you have the rock in the film, he's got to fight somebody he's got yeah. to uh you know but but Again, and I think that's where Rock has done well with the other, as his career has progressed, is finding roles that aren't just just schlocky action films. Like, um, you know, I know he stars with Jason Statham in the Hobbs and Shaw movie, Mm -hmm. but I think Jason Statham is more of an action star where Yeah, he might get off a couple of one-liners like Bruce Willis in Die Hard, but um, but I don't think he's not showing a depth of real character or real acting skill. It's just uh, it is what it is, and and I, I think Dwayne Johnson is a better does better with with that. And like I said, the fact that he shows some vulnerability in. He's not just. He doesn't just come in and say, "Okay, Sean William Scott, I have to take you back to America," and you know, and and drags him along. There's a lot of getting uh, outsmarted or you know getting beat up, and so, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, box office wise, I was kind of surprised at how. I'm going to guess that the, and I don't know what the formula is for determining whether something's a success or a failure, but uh,
1: usually twice the budget.
0: Okay. So the budget was 85 million according to IMDb. Wow. The worldwide gross was only 80.9 million. That's worldwide. Here in the States mm-hmm. and Canada, it's almost 48 million. So just barely half of the budget in the US and then even worldwide, it's still about 5 million and about 4 million under uh what the budget was so i mean I, I guess that would be considered a failure yes
1: yeah i'm, I'm looking up right now let's see yeah domestic if you're, yeah your budget's 85 and your domestic take is only 47 million that's not a good not a good start for mr Dwayne johnson
0: but see and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with, with the wrestling and and when there are those moments or those superstars that uh, may or may not be making that impression, and how quickly they're cut nowadays. And I feel like Hollywood mm-hmm. is probably the best at giving celebrities a second, third, fourth, maybe sometimes yeah. fifth chance. I mean, look at Eddie Murphy; he went through a stint there where he was doing bomb after bomb after bomb, and mm-hmm. you know, continued to to stay in there and 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 came back with a you know with what he does, but you know, I think by some, some means this would be, you know, Hey, this isn't working, but obviously he's, he has stayed the course and is now one of might still be at the top, but he's definitely one of the the highest paid uh, actors in Hollywood right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he was the uh, highest paid actor a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's got a lot of, you know, he's got his HBO show Ballers. He's got the Titan Games for NBC. He's he reaches out to um, you know to a lot of of different ventures, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I was trying to look up his his movie history to compare movies, but they only have they don't have everything listed here on on um, Box Office Mojo. But uh, you look at you know, Walking Tall, the movie that came next, only grossed forty-six million dollars. Oh, really? I say only. Um, and then you know, game plan, um, which I think showed that lighter side of his personality. And, and granted, it's a family film. It went it went on to make ninety million. Okay. Um, but then yeah, he's got you know nothing until um Journey to the Center of the Earth, and San Andreas, and then when he becomes kind of an action, and I guess, you know, kind of going to contradict some things he said earlier, but I mean, I think action films have made him, he is a good action star, but I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is when he needs to break out of action roles, he is capable of doing so in a believable way.
0: Yeah, and he's obviously, I think that he has proven I think even with this film, he has had proven then that, that he is fully capable of being the main name on the marquee. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he, he is a star. Um, whereas, you know, I think with some other, you know, John Cena in those early films that he was doing. And I, I still don't know if, if John Cena has the the clout or the weight to be the guy uh, you know, I think he's good in ensemble situations, but, you know, I think he's getting there, but um, definitely, you know, Dwayne Johnson has, has been able to carry that transition over uh, the best as we, as we mentioned earlier. So um, could you see, or, or who would you see recasting that character, that Beck character, you know, would, I feel like you could have popped in just about any other uh, action hero of, of the eighties or nineties. Um, you know, if, if we got retro with it, I, you know, I, I, I thought Bruce Willis was one of the first that I thought of as watching this is kind of that diehard mentality as well. So.
1: Yes. Yeah, you probably could have replayed in, in this role. Yeah. Easily. Like, I don't think any, I don't think Dwayne Johnson made the rundown. Right you know but was it a good starting point, you know the other way, is it a good starting point for him to take on Hollywood? I would say yes, yeah, but if they wanted to if Hollywood was concerned with the movie not making money, could they have easily gone with any other action star for you know walking tall, probably um. And I think Walking Tall was another WWE co production. So, um, so you know, so that probably helped The Rock get in. But I don't think, I don't think you needed, uh, well, let me back up. So I think looking at the wrestling career that we talked about earlier, looking about his early film career, I think it just shows that dedication and, and by all accounts, the hard work that the rock puts into every project is what has paid off for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I uh, I hundred percent agree with that. I think that uh, the work ethic coupled with the charisma and you know just that willingness to to do what needs to be done has has proven and and you know as, as someone who should be uh, applauded for for that willingness to not give up or or surrender and uh, and give in, um, especially when he was down on his luck with you know the seven dollars or the seven bucks that generated mm-hmm. then the idea of seven bucks production. So um, we always kind of rate these films as well as an enhancement match, a mid card match, or a main event. I'm going to give it an upper mid card. I did, I was entertained. I watched it. Like I said, probably this came out in 2003. It was probably around that time. I did not see it at the theater, but I saw it probably either on video or DVD must've been video or a DVD rather uh, shortly after it came out. So um, I would definitely, you know, and I would probably even watch it again. Uh, you know, there are some films that we've done on the show that I've I would not want to watch again, but uh, I would, I would give um, I would give the rundown uh, another look.
1: Yeah, I would. I, I mean, it's a fun action film. I did see this in the theater and I hadn't seen it since then. So I completely forgot about Christopher Walken and Rosario Dawson and, and kind of forgot what the main plot was because, you know, that's the other thing you want to look at that I found interesting is, we're doing this because it's the 25th anniversary of Dwayne Johnson's wrestling major wrestling debut. Mm-hmm. This movie came out 18 years ago, so yeah. you know you look at The Rock's wrestling career and it's very short. And I believe, you know, we joked about it earlier this year, uh, off off Mike about when The Miz became world champion. It you know for like two brief weeks for bad storytelling purposes. Um, the amount of time between w- him being champion this year and being champion last in WWE is actually longer, I believe a longer period of time than The Rock's entire wrestling yeah, career. That's and true. and everybody that is above the Miz in that length of time who have the you know uh, the length of time between championships all left WWF. For WWE and came back and won the title, whereas the Miz had been with WWE the entire time. And so, I mean, there's a lot to to draw on there, but I just find it amazing that the Rocks wrestling career is really about seven years. And then, you know, not counting the one-off for WrestleMania 20, sure. and then you know, coming back at WrestleMania 28 and 29. And and I don't think The Rock needs to come back. You know, there's rumors of him coming and re- facing Roman Reigns. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's, it's necessary. I don't, not that I'm opposed to it. And if The Rock wants to do it, you know, I'm not going to be grudging to do so. But I just don't think The Rock needs, I, I would say at this point, WWE needs Rock more than Rock needs WWE.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And I was going to ask you about that. If you thought, cause I know the, the speculate, I guess Roman Reigns was on uh, the tonight show earlier in the week. And I think actually mentioned it or brought it up. And I think that's what's got everybody kind of buzzing again. And this is yeah. that time where we start planting WrestleMania seeds, so to speak. So I, I could see it happening. I'm with yeah. you though. I, I don't, and I don't think Roman Reigns needs it. I think Roman yeah. Reigns at 400 and, by the time this show drops of around 450 days as Mm. universal champion, I think he's proven himself. And Mm. I think that the WWE did right by turning him heel and putting him with Paul Heyman. And I like the story of the bloodline and and what Mm. they're doing with it. Um, But I do also wonder, will fans, you know, are fans going to get as, as we typically do, you know,
1: Mm.
0: as wrestling fans, get tired of it, get bored with it because Roman was again, kind of like the same trail that Rocky Maivia followed, you know, he was being force fed to the fans and the fans didn't want any more of it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, WWE finally did a pivot with him and, and changed the character up somewhat. Um, not a drastic name change like they did with, with Rocky Maivia, but mm-hmm. they have similar career paths. I, I believe, but um, Again, I, th- there's that coolness factor that the rock just really uh, has. and obviously, WrestleMania rolls around, and I personally, if the match were to happen, I would rather it be not for the championship because you know mm. there's a 99 percent chance that Rock's not going to win, whereas you do this match, and, and you could still have it where, because uh, then if the rock does win, then it's like, okay. How, how are we going to take it off of him? So, right. anyway, long story short, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not opposed to it either, but I would rather it not be for the championship.
1: Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think anytime they bring in a part timer or a one off, you know, it should never be for a championship. Anytime you bring, you know, and I think this goes for any wrestling promotion, anytime you bring in bigger, this is going to sound probably. I'm probably going to phrase this wrong, but anytime you bring in a bigger star than your promotion, mm. they should never be going for a title. Yeah, because fans are either going to expect the title to win the title, or you have to do some shenanigans to, you know, defeat the bigger
0: name. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Well, you know, we're getting towards the end here, Chad. Anything yeah. else that you want to say about the rundown or The Rock in his 25 years, uh, which you know. I guess 25 years since the debut, obviously not wrestling all of those 25 years, but definitely still. And that's the other thing about him too, you know, next year at at WrestleMania, he will be uh, knocking at 50s door, Uh, but man, he looks great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he looks better now than he did when he was full-time active in the ring. So, but if anyone could pull it off, I I think Dwayne Johnson totally could. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I'm still, Trying to find a lawyer to take on my case against WWE for WrestleMania 29. Um, when we were <laughs> WrestleMania 28 was supposed to be once in a lifetime, yes. and they did it two years in a row when we were there both times. Yes. So I think, um, um yeah, but no, I you know I'm with you know when when Dwayne Johnson when Rocky Maivia debuted at summers at Survivor Series '96, I would not have expected that 25 years later he would be the biggest star in Hollywood. You know, I, I didn't even think he would be the biggest star in WWE
0: Right. um, 25
1: years later. So again, my hats. off. I wish I had the work ethic and determination and skill set that he has. And I, I cannot begrudge him the success that he has because it's not, you know, even though being the son of, a former WWF tag team champion being the grandson of a major wrestling star. Yes. When he came into WWE, they kind of did push him as, you know, being this great thing, but, but he got over on his own. It wasn't, it wasn't like he didn't earn the spot that he eventually, you know, had. So, um, and I think that's where a lot of the Roman reigns criticism can come in where he's just was pushed there without, really, um, deserving it at the time. And, and not to say, say that that's a negative about Roman. I just think, you know, he wasn't set, uh, he, it seemed like he was set up to fail a lot more than succeed in the rock. Same way where he was set up in a, in a place where it would have been very easy to fail and fade into obscurity. And he found a way to make it work
0: make it work he certainly did as we are wrapping up this week's movie mania and next month obviously uh is december and we've got to do we're going to do something christmas related i don't know if that will be the miz i don't know if that will be santa with muscles or santa Slay. um you got any other uh christmas ideas there chad you've got a kind of a work uh... on your face
1: I don't, well, cause I I've seen Santa with muscles and I don't know if I want to watch Santa with muscles again. Um, did I give you the DVD of that?
0: You did. Oh uh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah I see, don't I don't know. even have the DVD anymore. So. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, I don't even know if I, <laughs> we may have burned it too and gotten rid of it. I don't know, yeah. but uh, we'll find something fun to watch. I'm sure. Do you have, did, are there any other that come off the top of your head that are wrestling related? Uh, no,
1: I just know. I think the Miz did two Santa related films. Um, yeah, Santa Slay. I don't. I'm trying to think. You know, uh,
0: that's Goldberg, right?
1: That's Goldberg. Yeah, the Jewish Santa. So yeah. that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we'll we'll figure out something, and it will be, I'm sure, quite entertaining.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. So. All righty, buddy. Well, thank you so much. You can follow him. He is at Chad Smart on Twitter. I am at Kevin Huntsberger and at My123Cents. We appreciate you listening. Again, be sure to leave a review. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.